0: Continue with uh, the message that started last week. Uh, it's actually a question Can prayer really change things? Can prayer really change things? Father, we thank you. Spirit of the living God, move tonight among us and speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Can prayer really change things? Do we really believe that prayer can change things? Uh, Again, Christians use those words a lot. Prayer can change things. And we talk about that. Prayer changes things. But do we really believe in prayer? I mean, not just praying, but praying to God and for an answer. And if you look at the way we respond to praying, it seems like we really don't believe much in prayer because people, Christians, don't pray as much as they should be praying. I don't know if Christians realize that your prayer life is a very vital part of your Christian work and that you really cannot accomplish much in the kingdom unless you are praying. You can have all the ideas, you can have all the giftings, but God has to work on your behalf. It has to be God moving through your life and doing things. The Bible says this, what have you that you did not receive? That means, whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you've received, everything came from God. And if you know that all things come from God, uh, things only come from God only by prayer. Prayer is the main thing. But you see, Christians acting like prayer is just a religious thing to do. Let me just say a few words of prayer. So that uh, I'll be okay with God. That's not the purpose for prayer. Prayer is to bring heaven on the earth. That's what Jesus said. In Romans 5 verse 17 the Bible says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Now, we know from the scriptures that God has made us kings and priests. Not kings and priests when we get to heaven, but right here on the earth, God has made us kings and priests. But you are not a president, you are not really a king of any location, you are just a believer. But God made you on the earth in the spirit realm, kings and priests. Now we have to recognize that the spirit realm is the mother of the natural realm. What you see in the spirit realm is what manifests itself in the natural realm. And God is spirit We are spirit and it's the spirit realm that has the power today in the whole universe. God is a spirit, has that power. The devil also is a spirit. And we as human beings, we are spirits. Powers dwell with the spirit realm. But we always have contradictory things happening, good and bad, faith and unbelief. Life and death. So all of this is God, the good part comes from the Lord and the evil part comes from, from the enemy. And so we are depending on God because we're fallen, and Christ has saved us. We are depending on God as spirit to rule in the universe or on the earth. As God has given us. That through the grace that God has given us. And the righteousness that came through the Lord Jesus Christ. We might reign in life through one Jesus. And how do we reign? Only through prayer and acts of faith. Prayer and acts of faith born out of prayer. That is how we rule on the earth. The Bible tells us that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed that it would not rain and it did not rain on the earth for three and a half years. But notice that the Bible is telling us first that this man, Elijah, was just a man. He was was a man with the same kind of nature that we have. The power he had in his time was prayer. He prayed earnestly that there would not be rain on the earth. And James is telling us in the New Testament, we can do that as well. This one man, through prayer, was controlling the whole region, the whole country. You need water. Everyone need, need water in his time. But just through prayer, he was able to hold the king... I mean, he got the attention of the king. And the Bible is telling us that we are with the same kind of nature that he had. And yet, through prayer, he accomplished this. He was reigning even though he wasn't the king. The king was looking for Elijah all over the place. So we reign through our prayer and our acts of faith. There's something that I found in the scriptures that's really interesting. And I know you know this scripture. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 through 32. It says, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. That your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me. Strengthen your brethren. I'd like you to look at that scripture closely. Peter at this time was so confident in his own abilities. His his strength, inner strength. He was so confident in himself. He'll never deny the Lord. He said it. And he meant what he what he was saying. But you have to understand that there is another realm. If you read this scripture, you begin to think about what happened with Job. This is something that is constantly going on. See Peter was not aware that Satan was making request for request for his life. He didn't he wasn't aware of it. Think about it. This is the same thing that happened with Job. Peter walked with Jesus and they went places he had done miracles in the name of Jesus. And even though he was walking with Jesus, Satan was not afraid to ask. And if Jesus hadn't said this, we wouldn't have known that Satan was asking for to to see Peter, to take Peter away. I mean, that means take Peter off the kingdom of God totally. That was his intention. And Jesus knew it. He could have stopped it because he was the son of God, right? He could have used his power as God to stop Satan from doing it. It's amazing, God granted it. Think about it. Just like he granted the troubles of Job. God granted it. But Jesus said, the only thing that will prevent what Satan desired, I prayed for you. It was his prayer. Prayer is so important. I believe that God brought this out. There are a lot of things that will be or could be stopped if Christians will pray. Jesus is promised God will answer. As huge as a man missing the kingdom of God forever. Jesus said, I prayed for you. And he said that your faith will not fail. And then he said, When you return to me, strengthen your brother. That means he went off. He went off. Sit and got him. And it was only the prayer of Jesus that brought him back. As I was looking into the uh, prayer, I noticed something really quick about the life of Jesus. He was a master on the earth. No fear. He was the Son of God, but he referred more to himself as the Son of Man. And being the Son of God, you know, in my natural mind, why should I pray? I have no sin. I am the Son of God and I know it. Born of a virgin, prayer is painful. You put everything aside to spend time for an hour praying, but that was not the life of Jesus. No wonder he was such a master. If you read through his life, then you begin to understand the Christian walk. We need to spend time praying. Christians need to pray, and if you don't already understand this message, this message, the message of prayer they need to pray, then you really don't understand this walk with God. We need to pray. Christians hardly pray. They don't even miss praying. Things don't happen by chance. Not with God. Anything that will last in this life has to come from God. If it will do you good and stay with you good, it has to come from God. And the only way it comes from God is through prayer. Everything you receive will have to come from God. If it is good, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And it only comes through prayer. And if you're not praying and you're hoping and putting things together without God, you can build a house, but if the Lord is not involved in the building, you're just building in vain. It has to be through prayer. You can't just hope. To call your friend is okay, but it's silly. They can't really help you. When it's really difficult, especially if, if it's Satan that's behind it. And most of the time, the devil is behind it. Amen. He's caused a lot of trouble. He's asked for a lot of things. And God trusts you that you can handle it. And he's let him. Now, if you're not praying, you're not going to make it. And I'd like to remind you in Luke 22, how Jesus prayed... At a very difficult time. Before he went to the cross. I think in my natural mind he was the son of God. He didn't need to pray. He had the strength. Right? Well, that's not what the Bible tells us. When he left after, this, uh, after the uh, last supper and he started praying. I mean he prayed so hard. The Bible said that an angel came from heaven and strengthened him. And because he was in such agony, he prayed more earnestly. That's Jesus, the Son of God. He wasn't talking to his friends. He said Instead, he told them, why don't you pray with me? So the answer is in praying. When difficult times come, we need to pray. Sometimes it seems silly. Let me just go out and do things. That's okay. But combine whatever you're doing with praying. With prayer as well. We need to pray. And Jesus is already giving us the word he said, ask and it shall be given you. I mean, that's, that's finalized. Seek and you shall find. Knock, the door will be open. If you pray, God will answer. And it has to come from heaven because the enemy is involved in the negative thing that's happening in your life. And the only way it will change is if you spend time praying to God. And we walk by faith and not by sight. When you're praying, you're connected with God. And you know that whatever you're asking for, God, is is according to God's will. God is going to change it. The word said, God hears. And once you know he's heard, he's going to answer. The the answer is already in his way. But we need to pray. Sometimes Christians wait until things have gotten really bad. And then God is the last resort. And at that time, we are praying fast food prayer, you know. Bring it now, Lord. I mean, I can't wait. Lord, do it now or else. Do it right now or else I'm going to do something stupid. But we really need to pray before we get there. We need to respond like our Lord. Whenever there was trouble, he went to pray. And that's the Son of God. Prayer will change things. It's not the praying itself, but who is on the other side. And he is already, he's eager to get this thing done. But you know, God works in the way, he takes the human element, and then he puts the divine, and gives a miracle. That's the way God operates. We need to understand this principle. Jesus will not just multiply bread, right? He'll take from what they have, and then you multiply it and give it right back to them. Your prayer is needed for this thing to be done. That's why Jesus said, Pray this way. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, when God's will is being done in your life as it is in heaven, when you have peace, you won't have trouble. So the thing is to get Christians to pray. We can change anything. We can actually rule on earth if we were praying especially when we can gather together and pray together in unity we want this thing change i mean if it's something that you can handle yourself then you don't need to pray we come together to pray about something and it's a miracle we want god to do it and then when god has done it we give him glory then we testify to man and get them to believe god you know jesus we have to know that he's our example He was the real man, you know. The rest of us are fakes, you know, (laughs) until we got born again. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, A man, the way a man should really be on the earth was Jesus. The way God intended man on the earth to be was Jesus. He was the real man. Thank God through his blood, we are becoming just like him. But as a man, notice how he lived his life. So we have to follow his example. This is how to live successfully on the earth. He lived successfully on the earth and died taking care of our past so that we can live like he lived on the earth. I'm from Africa you know and we don't go into the jungles at night. You know what I mean? If I go into the jungle at night and it's dark any little, little noise will give me a heart attack and <laughs> but you know Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights right by himself no fear no fear and what was he doing in the wilderness for those days praying he was already fasting but he was praying for 40 days That's the son of God. You know, as I read that, I began to see in the life of Jesus. Prayer was just, just to pray. Praying was just part of his life. In Luke, I'm going to read a few scriptures here. Luke chapter 5 verse 16. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. How often? That was his life. Not just once, not occasionally. He did this all the time. He will get out of the crowd and separate himself. The others didn't understand. They probably would have done the same thing with him, but they didn't understand how important it was to pray. So they did. They let him go. I mean, they had more needs than he had. And he was the one separating himself. Often, often, often he was doing that. That was his life. And the Bible records this for us. Have the Holy Spirit left this in here for us to understand how to live as as children of God. Sons and daughters of God. Often. Often. Can that be said of your life? Do you even have a set time to pray? How are you like Jesus? No wonder all these difficulties keep coming in. I mean, we have to pray. You're a believer, it's not a religious thing. This is how Jesus lived. We have to pray. You have to set some time out to to spend time praying. That will take a lot of problems away. There are a lot of things, you know, as, as a young Christian growing up in Nigeria, there were a lot of people that were into all kinds of practice that before they became saved. One man that was into a lot of uh, witchcraft, he never ate food. He said, if if God opens your eyes to see what the demons are doing that you can see, he'll be out to eat food because of what you see, you know, they're doing with stuff in the spirit realm that you can see. true? I don't know, I've never been there, but that was their testimonies. There are more demonic forces than there are people. That's not to say we are to be afraid of them. They are afraid of us. But if you are not spending time praying like Jesus did. How do you expect to be protected? Luke chapter 6 verse 12. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray. And he continued all night in prayer to God. And that's an amazing thing. That's the son of God. God. And if you look, if you read in, in, into that story, you find what he wanted to do, why he was praying. He was going to select uh, his apostles. You think, well, he's the son of God. He has the gift of the word of knowledge, right? He has the gift of wisdom. He has. He was wisdom. He just go out and pick them up. He said, "I need Peter. I need this." And you know, he spent the whole night praying to his father. You know what I do as a pastor. I need to make my confession. I just say that brother looks faithful. Let's pick him up. (laughs) We don't pray very much about it. And then later you regret it. But he prayed all night. About that. And Luke 19 verse uh, 9 verse 18. Says it happened as. He was alone praying. Again he was alone praying. Didn't you hear often. uh, He was praying. That's the son of God. And it happened as he was alone praying that his disciples joined him. He was alone praying and then they came, they joined him. And then he asked them saying, what do the crowd say that I am? What do you think he was praying about? Why would he ask the question? Do you, are you following what I'm saying? He was alone by himself praying and the disciples joined him. He started praying. And then he started asking them the question. What does the crowd say? And what do you think he was praying about? What do you think was on his mind? He wanted to know what they thought about him. Right? He just didn't ask them. He was praying about it. You can't say it's not right. But that's the context right there. Right? He was praying about that. Most of us wouldn't even pray about a thing like that. I just want to know. My thinking he was praying. And when they came in. They He stopped praying. And the next thing they heard from him was, What are the people saying about me? And he wasn't interested in that. They gave him the answer. And they said, But what do you say yourself? I want to know what you have to say. But he was praying before they got there. My point is, he prayed about everything. Huh? He prayed about everything. And if we believe that prayer can change things, then let's... Show it. Let's pray for things that are impossible. Let's pray for man's heart to gain understanding. You know, you think about the story, and, and Peter, Peter says, "You are the Son," and then he said to him, "The Father revealed it to you. How? When? Can you can you put it together?" He was praying. One of them really got the revelation. It was my father that showed it to you. You didn't get it. Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Not like the rest of them. They're using their head. But this is coming from your spirit. Peter, you got it. My father showed it to you. You get where I'm going? And he was praying about that. In my mind. You see, God can reveal great things to us when we start praying to the Lord. There are a lot of uh, incidents in scriptures that tells us about the difference it makes when somebody prays. You know, in Luke chapter 3, people were coming to John the Baptist for baptism. But most of the people that were baptized, they just came. They said, we believe they got dipped in water and they walked up. None of them was praying much. But with Jesus, he was different. He was praying when he came out of the water. He was praying. It tells us in Luke chapter 3 verse 21, when all the people were baptized. It came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed. When did this happen? While he prayed, that's when the heavens opened. Not when he was baptized, while he was praying. That's when the heavens opened. And that's when a, uh, the Holy Spirit came as a form of a dove and came on him. The others were not praying, they were too busy getting baptized, amen. Let's get baptized and let's go, we are now believers. But for Jesus he was different. He came out of the water praying. That was the Son of God. And the heavens opened. When you pray, the heavens will be opened. And the Holy Spirit will descend upon your life. And bring words from heaven. That no one is heard. Before that time, no one had heard the Father's voice. But it was just, it was just normal for Jesus to pray. He gave command when he healed the sick. But he spent a lot of time praying. If we want to be victorious as he was, we really need to spend that time praying. The funny thing about prayer is when you're doing it, it doesn't feel like anything is happening. It doesn't feel like it. And that's why we walk by faith. I was reading something by Kenneth Hagin. He said he was praying one time. He decided it was after service. He decided he was going to pray. And uh, he prayed for one hour. He wanted to pray for an hour. I said, as soon as he got through praying that one hour, a voice from Satan came to his heart and said, you spent this whole hour just wasting your time praying. Now, did you feel anything? What did you think happened? And so he said, he replied to the voice, If you say that again, I'll go back on my knees and I'll go for another one hour. Just say it again. (laughs) And things began to happen. We need to spend that time praying. When we pray, things happen. In Luke chapter 9, verse 28 and 29, it says, Now it came to pass about eight days after this saying, that he took Peter, John, and James, and went up on the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glistening. That was the Son of God. Said, well, I'm going to reveal myself. You know he, that was his purpose, right? He wanted to show himself so the disciples would know who they were dealing with. How did he accomplish it? I mean, the Son of God, I just do it without saying the word. No, he was praying. He was praying. And it was only while he was praying that his face was altered. And his robe changed. I believe that the scripture is very specific here so we know when the change will take place. The change takes place during the time of prayer. The miracle takes place during the time of prayer. Even if you don't see anything, even if you don't feel anything, there is a mighty change, a transformation. Your life is being altered during that time of prayer. The manifestation will be seen later. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, pray pray to your father who sees in secret. And He will reward you openly. So everyone can see. During the time you're praying, your whole life is altered and changed. Things happen when we pray. And Jesus has guaranteed us that. Just pray. Don't talk about the problem. Notice the, your mouth, your, your tongue is so powerful. Life and death. Right? And when you connect that with God in prayer, and you're saying a lot of things, Positive to God, what you want in your life, it's nobody that can stop you, really. No matter what's happened in your life, that's why we can be fearless in life as Christians. Have no fear. That's why Jesus will say, "Don't worry. Don't even think about tomorrow. Your Father in heaven already knows. Just tell Him what you need. Prayer and supplication. That's all we need. Him of prayer. Up. And then when people say, say, well, all of this just happened overnight. No, it didn't happen overnight. Somebody has been praying. Somebody has been praying. What have you that you did not receive? You know, God can change your whole direction and your whole belief. In the Power of prayer. God can. I mean, transform your life completely. During the hour of prayer. Things were tough. You didn't understand a lot of stuff. And sometimes you may not even understand what's going on at that time. But you have a new revelation. And if you walk with that revelation. You really understand where God is going. It makes sense later. Amen. And he went up to pray. Remember that? And in his prayer. He went into a trance. And the whole Christian faith changed from that very day. Remember? Everything changed. The message is for Gentiles as well. If you read the whole of Acts chapter 10. And the beginning of Acts chapter 11. They were talking about this one event that took place. The The church was going to change. Because of this time of prayer. You remember what happened? Something came down from heaven. And God instructed Peter, don't call anything that I have don't call anything unclean. And Gentiles came in because of that hour of prayer. You can read in the time of all the disciples, they spent time praying, praying to God. Prayer is so important. You it is is better not to talk about the problem at all. Especially in these days where there's do we have a lot of trouble with the economy? I won't even talk about those things. Uh, I can talk about them in relation to them, not me. And if it bothers me, I go praying. But have confidence in God. That what's happening to them is not going to happen to me. Not as long as I have this mouth to pray. Amen. Amen. (laughs) As long as I can pray and there is a God in heaven. He's going to be well with me. When, I don't know. How, I don't know. And I don't care. But I know that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he can take care of my problems. And all he's asking for me to do is ask. Jesus said, up till now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask that you may receive. That your joy may be full. Ask that you may receive. That your joy may be full. That means if you are not receiving anything from God. Your joy will not be full. Amen. So you ask from him. And he gives to us. And our joy is full. Whatever you want. You ask from him. May not happen overnight. And through asking God can even change your whole life. And make you. And put you in the right place. So that whatever you ask him from God. Will happen in your life. Please stand up with me tonight. I hope you got something out of this. Uh, for your prayer life. Develop a prayer life. Develop a prayer life. Spend some time. Praying to God. You are a believer. Spend some time praying to God. Do it so often. So that it comes to a time. Where, where you miss it. I miss my time with God. I miss my time with the Father. I don't believe that we should, uh, it's not a religious thing for me to pray. I can go through three days without praying, don't say God bless pastor. <laughs> I can go three days without praying and I won't feel like I'm backsliding from the Lord. That's not an issue. That's a religious thing. I enjoy spending time with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't have to do that to have a relationship with him. But there are things that I want him to do in my life. That I want him to do in your life. I don't encourage you to stay for three days without praying. But it doesn't change anything with God. With regards to your life. In my opinion. But you need to spend some time praying before God. Amen. If you really believe. Is there something tonight that you want God to do in your life? Would you believe? Remember, just praying is useless if you don't combine it with faith. You pray and believe God. Let's spend that this very short time. We have a a minute or two. And ask God to do that thing that you want him to do in your life. Uh, And he will answer from heaven tonight. Amen. Let's spend some time praying. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your love. Master Henley, you want to close us some prayer please?